Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. everybody and welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody had a great holiday weekend and we are about a week away from training camp right now for the New York Islanders. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. We'll take a look at Ilya Sorokin and what His season will probably look like uh, his rookie season in the NHL, this long-awaited arrival in goal. We'll also discuss the Islanders' third line and how that's going to line up. We'll follow some of the Islanders who are playing in the World Junior Championships. And, of course, we have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a whole lot more. So we have got a lot to discuss. If there's something you'd like to discuss, uh, a topic, a question, a comment, Please feel free, as long as it's Islanders-related, to send us an email at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we discuss whatever it is that is on your mind. You could follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. And we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. So, let's get started with the World Juniors and what's happening there. Uh, Two Islander prospects playing in the World Juniors. Uh, The more prominent one, Simon Holmstrom. And he played well in Sweden's 7-1 domination of the Czech Republic. on Saturday. So Holmstrom on the ice for 14 minutes and one second, had two assists and was a plus one. Also took a penalty, but uh, essentially Holmstrom uh, doing a good job, as is Team Sweden. Not a lot of uh, drama here in a seven to one game, but look, technically Holmstrom did. Uh, assist on what was technically the game-winning goal. Obviously, that's the second goal in a 7-1 game. Then assisted on uh, the final goal of the game in the third period. Also took a tripping penalty in the second period. But overall, a solid game for Holmstrom and a solid game for Team Sweden. They are back in action today. That's Monday. Uh, when they take on Austria at 6 o'clock Eastern Time. Meanwhile, Team Finland 
out there. And the Islanders have Matthias uh, Rajaniemi on Team Finland. He did not see a lot of ice time in that game. Uh, basically a 5-3 to three win for the Finns over Team Germany. But Rajaniemi basically out there for 3 minutes and 51 seconds. So less than 4 minutes of ice time. Did not have a point, did not have a shot on goal. But at the end of the day, Rajaniemi uh, participating. And again, you don't expect necessarily that Rajaniemi will all of a sudden, uh, you know, have a dominant role. But each time he takes the ice, each time he plays, that's more experience. That is uh, a situation where he's out there. The spotlight is on him. Uh, you know, the entire hockey world right now is concentrating on what happens at the World Juniors. He's playing against the top players in his uh, in his age group and overall a really good situation to have Rajaniemi out there and playing. And again, it's just good experience for him. So you, you can't complain about that. Uh, Finland, by the way, taking on Switzerland uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, that game we'll have details on on our Wednesday show as we continue to keep an eye on both Holmstrom and Rajaniemi as they compete in the World Juniors. And uh, again, you always want your prospects to get this experience. It is uh, invaluable to their development and something that you certainly hope for and look for. And again, just to be named to the team in and of itself is an honor, obviously. One other note, by the way, uh, regarding the upcoming season, the deadline for players to opt out uh, was yesterday. No Islanders uh, have opted out as of this time, and it is not expected that any Islanders will. So basically, the Islanders will not be losing any players choosing to opt out for COVID-19. And, you know, the thing about hockey players, I think only a handful of players throughout the league will probably opt out given the, the mentality that hockey players tend to have. And obviously they want to be out there and, and get paid and you know, hopefully the league's safety protocols plus the oncoming vaccine will minimize the possibility of a lot of new COVID cases as we move forward into this season. And, uh, you know, look, hopefully also this is the last NHL season that is directly affected by this pandemic. We are, you know, the NHL has announced that their goal is to have a normal 82-game season starting in October next year. And I can only say that that is the hope of all hockey fans everywhere. All right, we've got a lot more to talk about. We'll try to break down the Islanders' third line. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a look at the Islanders' Ilya Sorokin and what we can expect from him in his rookie campaign with the New York Islanders. All that and more still to come. Stay with us right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. 
Islander fans, if you're like me, you've tried a lot of different protein bars to help you with your workout and to stay in shape and stay healthy, but the taste isn't good, the consistency is kind of funny, and you end up not really liking them. Well, that problem is solved with Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, all of them covered in 100% chocolate, and whether you prefer nuts or nut-free flavors, they've got them both. Try these new flavors like Apple Almond Crisp, Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, Caramel Brownie, and my personal favorite, Cookies and Cream. All the bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-fiber, high-protein, and great for the keto diet. Let's look at the Cookies and Cream flavor. 17 grams of protein in each bar, only 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Right now... Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, welcome back. By the way, uh, an update, Rajaniemi not dressed uh, for the Sunday game between Finland and Switzerland. So uh, he played less than four minutes in game one, not playing at all here in game two, and and again, they're trying to give different players uh, some experience, and we'll take a look at how that plays out over the course of the tournament, but he has already played, albeit briefly, in one game. All right, so uh, let's take a look right now at our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we're actually uh, a day late with this one, and it is the 49th birthday yesterday, Sunday, for Brian Smolinski, the former Islanders center, originally drafted 21st overall in the first round by the Boston Bruins back in 1990. A native of Toledo, Ohio, spent four years at Michigan State University, where he had a pair of 30 goal seasons, joined the Islanders in the 1996-97 season and stayed with the team for three campaigns, 96-97 by far his best year with the Islanders, 28 goals and 56 points uh, right there for Smolinski, and that was his second best output, he had a 30 goal season, 31 to be exact, with the Bruins back in 1993-94. And, you know, Smolinski was one of those steady players who was very good defensively and more than capable offensively, and you always want to sort of have a guy like that on your roster. We're going to take a look at one of Brian Smolinski's better games with the Islanders. This contest, March 29th, 1997. Yes, the Fish Sticks jerseys are in. We're at the Nassau Coliseum. Islanders going up against the Boston Bruins, Paxton Schaefer in goal for Boston, Tommy Salo uh, in goal for the Islanders, and it was the Islanders getting on the board first, Smolinski, his 23rd from Robert Reichel and Kenny Janssen at 124, so we waste little time uh, getting our Islanders' birthday of the day involved in the action. Less than two minutes later, Brent Hughes got an unassisted goal, his sixth of the year, and it's 2-0 Islanders. Then, 
At 9.46 of the opening period, Randy Wood, his fifth from Dave McIlwain and Doug Huda. And at 15.11, Brian Smolinski strikes again his 24th of the year, second of the game. Ziggy Palfi and Robert Reichel with the assists. And it's 4-0 Islanders. But the Bruins get back into it late in the period. Anson Carter, his ninth from Bob Beers and Jason Allison. Time of the goal, 18.54, 4-1 Islanders. After one, the Islanders would add four more in the second period. Ziggy Palfi, his 42nd from Rob Reichel and Brian Berard, a power play goal at 6.51 as ex-Islander Dean Chenouth was in the box for high sticking. Then Palfi strikes again at 10.20, his 43rd of the year from Dennis Vasky and Robert Reichel. And then at 18.52, Travis Green is 21st from Todd Bertuzzi and Scott Lachance. Then the Islanders add even more insult to injury, scoring with 12 seconds left in the period. Palfi, his third of the game, 44th of the year, from Brian Smolinski and Travis Green. In the third period, only one goal. It was by Boston. Troy Millette, his sixth from Anson Carter and Jason Allison at 12.56. Islanders skate away with an 8-2 victory over the Boston Bruins for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Brian Smolinski, two goals, one assist, tied for the team lead in plus-minus. He was a plus-four. Dennis Vasky and Ziggy Palfi and Doug Huda uh, also plus-fours in this game as far as shots on goal are concerned. Palfi led the way with five for Smolinski, two goals in this game on two shots. Tommy Salo, 16 saves and 17 shots to earn the win. Eric Fischo also in goal. He stopped uh, nine out of the 10 shots that he faced. The Islanders, uh, who struggled throughout the 1996-97 season, emerged with a big home win, 8-2 over the Boston Bruins. And again, we wish Brian Smolinski uh, a very happy 49th birthday. Smolinski is our Islanders' birthday of the day. And don't forget, if you have some skin in the game, want to learn a little bit more about uh, betting on sports, you got to check out the latest new show on the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Bets. They'll have great advice and insight into how you can beat the odds and make some money for yourself. So check out Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget now, we've got a lot more to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit about Ilya Sorokin. We'll try to break down where the Islanders fill in the blanks for their third line. All that and a lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Are we ready for some football? College football heads to the bowl season, and there are some big matchups this weekend. The NFL regular season is finishing up, and the playoff picture is becoming clearer. And yes, the NBA has started, and hockey is just around the corner. But there's only one place that has you covered, and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag, and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcoming bonus. You know... We all know a lot about hockey. That's why we're listening to this show. Use your knowledge. Use your insight to make some bets. You can bet on how many wins the Islanders will have this year. Or you can make a bet for the Islanders or any other team to win the Stanley Cup. 
Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and don't forget, use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcoming bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So, what exactly can we expect from Ilya Sorokin in his rookie year? And I think this is a, a an important question. Look. One of the reasons the Islanders did so well the last two seasons and in their big playoff run last uh, summer was their strong goaltending. And now it's different because you've lost Tomas Grice. Now, Simeon Varlamov is still back. Grice now a member of the Detroit Red Wings, and we certainly wish him well. But Ilya Sorokin is going to come in and you got to figure he's going to play somewhere between 30 and 50% of the games, assuming that both goalies stay healthy. And yes, if you ask scouts around the National Hockey League that Ilya Sorokin was last year the best goalie not in the NHL, and his numbers in the KHL are off the charts outstanding, with goals against averages of in the low 1.5 or below, really. And with a championship and lots of shutouts and unbelievably high save percentages. But obviously, things are a little bit different in the NHL. First of all, the NHL, by far the greatest hockey league. Most deep, talented players in the world play in the NHL. Second of all, obviously, an adjustment for the size of the rink. Ilya Sorokin is used to playing in an international size rink that's wider. As a result, the angles are different. Nothing is quite the same when a player comes down the ice and they can go further to the outside and have more room to pass. You set things up as a goalie and play your angles differently than you do when you're in an NHL-sized rink. And that will take an adjustment for Ilya Sorokin. Now, the good part about that adjustment on the ice is that Sorokin will be uh, already, you know, he spent practice time with the Islanders during the playoffs last year. He was in the bubble with the team, even though he couldn't play, and that will speed up the learning process. He is not starting from scratch. He is a couple of steps ahead of starting from scratch. And obviously that head start is a good thing for Ilya Sorokin. And don't overlook the other aspect of this from Ilya Sorokin's point of view. It's often too easy to forget that athletes are people. And for Ilya Sorokin, he is in a different country with different language, different customs, different food, although obviously, you know, living in the New York metropolitan area, you could certainly get all the Russian food you can get your hands on. But my point is that things are different. He's not in his comfortable, usual place. And it will take time for him to, to adjust to speaking English, to adjust to his new teammates, to adjust to the new league. I think we will get a solid season out of Ilya Sorokin, but I don't think he will be lights out spectacular. The key in my mind is at the end of the season, is Ilya Sorokin playing better hockey than he was at the beginning of the season? And 
by the time the playoffs come, you hope, if you're an Islanders fan, that Ilya Sorokin at least makes Barry Trotz think about, do I play Sorokin in goal at all in the playoffs? And if the answer to that is yes, if he does have to think about it, I think this is a successful season for Sorokin. Out of 56 games, I'm expecting him to play somewhere in the neighborhood of 2022. That would be my estimate. I'm expecting a goals against average in somewhere around 2.3 or so and a save percentage around 915. But those are my predictions. We will see what Ilya Sorokin does. And obviously, the other thing is, if you're an Islanders fan, you have to hope that Ilya Sorokin is in the fight to be the starting goaltender next year and realistically is the Islanders goalie of the future. Now, the third line for the Islanders remains a big issue. They are certainly going to have Jean-Gabriel Pajot as their center. The other three lines are more or less known as of now. Barzal, Lee, Eberly. Brock Nelson, Bavillier, Bailey, and then your fourth line, Sezikis, Martin, and Clutterbuck, assuming that Martin does officially sign. But other than Jean-Gabriel Pajot, who fits in to the third line? You've got Leo Komarov as a possibility, Oliver Wallstrom, Kiefer Bellows, uh, Ross Johnston as a possibility, and then, of course, Will the Islanders, as has been rumored, possibly re-sign Derek Brassard, who had good chemistry with Jean-Gabriel Pajot? And Uncle Leo is still out there. And whether or not they keep him or send him down to the minors also remains to be seen. So a lot of question marks on that third line. I am hoping, quite honestly, that the Islanders use at least one younger player, whether it's Wallstrom, Hosang or Bellows, one younger player with offensive upside to try to boost the scoring capacity of that third line and just get a little bit more juice going offensively. You could always put a Ross Johnston or a Leo Komarov in there, or if they do, re-sign Derek Brassard. But I want to see some young talent with upside I want to see some of these younger prospects get a chance and develop some chemistry with Jean-Gabriel Pajot. That, to me, is going to be one of the keys to the Islanders' success because the cap is tight. And while I do believe Lou Lamorello will look to make a deal at the trade deadline, you want to get some more offensive upside in that third line. It was an issue all year long. That's going to do it for us on today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back Wednesday with the latest on the Matthew Barzal negotiations, the latest on the World Juniors, and a whole lot more. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and don't forget, let's go Islanders.